Shout out my nigga Cinco. Uh, cop the BMW, new deposit, I picked up another bag Like, fuck it, I'ma count while I'm in it I had planes flying crowds, screaming money, counting chains Clanging shit, I guess that's how it sound when you win it. I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding Alright, Fat Stack Sports Show, August 2nd uh, We have a lot to get into today, so I'm just gonna get right into it, honestly uh, This is something that's really, really been bothering me lately um, News just broke Last week, I think it was actually right after I got done recording my our pod last week. Aaron Rodgers, after a whole offseason of bitching and complaining about the Packers and everything they stand for, everything they do, he's back. Uh, and the Packers actually gave him a lot of concessions. Basically took a year off his contract, uh, bringing back Randall Cobb, who I think it was my good friend, Mr. Football, who said, this guy is Benjamin Button. Apparently, Randall Cobb is only 30 years old. I feel like he's been in the league for 20 years. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up, and I know I'm on the wrong side of history with this. I know people are going to call me an idiot for this opinion. Why do these franchises bend over backwards for these star players? Most notably, we see it in the NBA. And the most recent one that was a total cluster was James Harden. James Harden signs a deal, contract extension, max extension, four years, and a year into it, he says he wants out because the Rockets basically bend, bend it over backwards for him to get, you know, bring in Chris Paul, then he didn't like Chris Paul, and then they sent Chris Paul out, brought in Russell Westbrook, his friend, didn't like Russell Westbrook, sent him out. They bet over backwards for this dude. Just so that he can falter every single playoffs. And I used to love James Harden. One of my top three favorite players in the NBA maybe two, three years ago. Now I can't stand this guy. If you are the Rockets, why do you feel the need to trade him? If I'm one of these franchises, you are a billion dollar franchise. This is one player. You don't need him. You really don't. Even in basketball, a game where one guy can basically win you a title. One, James Harden is not that guy. But why don't these teams just force him to stay? Well, guess what, James? I guess your career is going to be on a five-year pause. You're going to have to go play overseas because we are not trading you. We are not letting you out of this contract. What would they do? Would he just retire with all that money waiting for him? I doubt it. So I just don't understand why more teams do not follow the belief of, hey, guess what? We're not going to trade you. So you can you have two choices. Either retire or put a smile on your face and come back and play for us. Because flat out the Rockets got swindled out of the trade. Yes, they ended up with the, with the second pick. But they still got swindled out of a once-in-a-generation player in James Harden for basically nickels on the dollar. In regards to Aaron Rodgers, the Packers were fine before they had Aaron Rodgers. Winning Super Bowls, they, were fine, they will be fine after they leave Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this guy has won one Super Bowl. It's not like he's Tom Brady. And Aaron Rodgers wants these concessions that not even Tom Brady had with the Patriots. You know, draft decisions, this, that. Dude, Aaron Rodgers, if, I don't know if you ever watch Aaron Rodgers, he does not seem like a leader whatsoever. At least in the casual sense, like a Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson. He looks like a guy who is basically like a mercenary, does not talk, basically just goes out and plays, plays well, I'm not going to argue that, and basically calls it a day. He's not the one, you know, bringing guys out to his place in L.A. and having them throw routes to him. He's not Tom Brady in the offseason. He doesn't do any of this stuff. And why do we act like he is just this game-breaking player? He's won one Super Bowl, one 
Super Bowl, and a lot of people will blame it on the Packers and this and that. And I understand because the Packers' decisions have been suspect at best ever since they got Aaron Rodgers. But that's not their problem. They have Aaron Rodgers. They have him under contract. I don't understand the leverage that they claimed he had. He was never going to retire. He was never going to retire. He thought he was like some Jeopardy superstar. Dude, Jeopardy didn't even want this guy. If you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be some Hall of Fame celebrity as soon as he retires, dude, talk to him. Notice him in the golf match. He's boring. Boring. People are asking him questions about his decision. Gronk. And the guy's like giving you no give or take. Nothing funny. And that's why a guy like Peyton Manning will always be better in those golf matches. Might not be the same level of player, you know, currently, but guess what? He's a lot more entertaining. So I guess what I am telling these teams to do is stop doing whatever you can to keep these guys. If you are a Packers fan, why are you happy about him coming back? I'm seeing it all over the place. They love that he's coming back for one year. Dude, he shit on everything that you stand for. And it's not like this is one shitty owner. This is the quote-unquote, the team that's owned by the fans. And he just shit on everything you stand for, everything you've done the last 15 years. And said, I really don't care about you guys. I'm leaving. Why are the Packers, like, do you really want to make it to an NFC Championship game again? That bad? This guy's not winning a Super Bowl. The Packers are not winning a Super Bowl this year. The culture is already depleted. They couldn't win it if they were at full strength. They're for damn sure not winning it with Aaron Rodgers with one foot in, one foot out. Cut him loose, just like you did Brett Favre. Believe me, you'll be better off for it. I don't care if Jordan Love's not ready. Give yourself fans something to root for. And as for the fans of Green Bay, I used to think you guys were the best fans. If you are standing behind this guy and loving everything he's doing and can't wait for this season, you're a joke, man. People make fun of the Lions and our fandom and how we're so negative all the time, but I tell you what, we're real fans. And if he pulled this stunt in Detroit, dude, I'm not rooting for this guy whatsoever. Get him out. Trade him dirt. Cheap. Django on chain style. Sell them cheap. Moving on. Conference realignment. This is the other big storyline coming out of the sporting world the last couple weeks. If you don't know, if you live under a rock, basically what's happening is Texas and Oklahoma are deciding to join the SEC. For one, let me just start here. How can you be mad at the SEC for this decision? College football is 100% an arm race, and they have the best product. And if you're trying to argue this, you're crazy. If you think Big Ten football is the best, dude, you ever watch a Big Ten football game? If you ever watch a Big 12 football game where it's scoring left and right, it's not even that much fun. Or Big 12, Big 10 where it's Ohio State just drubbing everyone. The SEC has the best product. They have the best coaches, the best fans, the best stadiums, the best branding, the best TV network. You ever watch a Big Ten network? It's horrible. You don't even want to watch it other than if there's a game on. The SEC Network has is basically another ESPN. Feinbaum show, uh, McGee, uh, Ryan McGee, and uh, Marty Smith. Like They just have some great content. And this all goes back to last year, COVID. When the chips were down and these conferences needed some direction, the NCAA left them. They left them. They said, you guys are going to all make this decision on your own, all the conferences. And if I'm these conferences, for one, what does the NCAA even do for you? If they aren't going to help you in like your moment, your like, you know hour at midnight, which is what it was with COVID, where nobody knew what to do, nobody knew what stand to make, and the NCAA just says, you know what, we're not even going to make this choice. What do you do? The NCAA only has themselves to blame for all this stuff that's happened lately. All the power they lost with the NIL. 
this conference realignment problem. It's all due to you guys and your decision to basically not do your job when these conferences needed you the most. Oh, yeah, everyone's going to make a decision. Oh, it's, it's you know, depending on where you live, it's this or that. Make a decision. And by not making one, you made the worst decision of all. And that's why I don't get mad at the SEC for basically saying with this move, they put their dick on the table and they said, we are going to be the NCAA in 50 years. And I don't hate that. I mean, you look at the SEC, there's a reason they are the best conference. Like I said, their leadership is head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, they have Nick Saban. They have, you know, the the location, the recruiting habit. Dude, just look at everything else they have in this conference. In basketball, they're going out and getting some of the best basketball coaches, Musselman, all these other guys, and their leadership is the reason they have this um, TV network. It's the reason that the 330 SEC on, on CBS is the best college football game every single weekend, and the production on it is incredible. And I know the people are going to say, oh, but what about tradition? Didn't they have enough already? Listen. We are always in an arm race, and this benefits all the parties involved, Texas and Oklahoma, the SEC for damn sure. It's not their job to keep everyone in check and to keep everything level. Their job is to become the best conference they can be to have the best teams they can have, and that's exactly what they've done. They have shown that they are so much better than all these other conferences at doing that, and it's it, the gap just keeps growing and growing and growing, and with the college football playoff expanding, this was really a no-brainer. I mean, the SEC usually has the two best teams every single year, other than maybe a Clemson, uh, and they only get one team in. With college football expanding, it, why would you not just stack up your conference and get these guys ready so that as soon as they hit the college football playoff, they are battle-tested and they know that they are the best teams in it every single year? As for Texas and Oklahoma, how can you be mad at them? And for the people who, you know, it seems to be Texas is the one that catches most of the heat for this, but Texas sucks. Who gives a shit? They are raking in the dough. They are raking in the dough. They are still the biggest college in the entire country in terms of money, TV eyes, and all that. They have their own network, Longhorn Network. The Big 12 couldn't even produce a network for their conference. Why are they staying there? And everyone looks at football. Dude, what about all the other sports? Like all these other lesser sports, they just dominate them. If you are Texas, what in God's green earth is keeping you in the Big 12? The teams there suck. Your branding, people, like a lot of these other schools that beat them, their brand jumps up a level because they beat, quote-unquote, Texas when Texas is the only one that's bringing any eyes to this damn conference. Are you serious, Big 12? You could not get a TV network? The Big 10 has a TV network. The Pac-12 has a TV network, and I don't even know when those games are on. No one on the East Coast, no one in 95% of the country even watches that. But yet, regardless, they have a... Uh, network. They had a TV channel for themselves. And a lot of these teams like this, like people, Texas is in a down period. Same thing with Miami, uh, Michigan. Like these teams will come back around. It's a matter of time. They will come back around. Like there's so much alumni base and money poured into these schools that there's no way they're not going to come back around. All they need is the right coach. As for Oklahoma. Oklahoma is the only good team in this conference every single year. And we see it every year in the college football playoff. First half, they play Alabama. They play, you know, whoever. They get their doors blown off in the first half. It takes them so long to adjust to the speed of the SEC because they just don't see that every year. 
They don't see that at all during conference play. They don't see these defenses. And then sure enough, you know, Kyler Murray, I remember that game specifically. Second half, they start lighting it up. They basically tie Alabama. But when you go into halftime down by 30, there's nothing you can do. If they legitimately want a a chance to contend for a title, they need to switch conferences. The Big 12 is a joke of a football conference other than Oklahoma. We say that every year. They don't play defense. The teams in it are horrible, man. There's always the one team like Iowa State or something that maybe is a decent team for one year, two years, and they fade off. If you are Oklahoma, there's nothing keeping you to this conference. Get the hell out. It is the best move for you. And like I said, with college football expanding, with the college football playoff expanding, you're getting in. Get out of that damn conference. Overall, though, why this might be a problem in the overall landscape of college football is the past 10 years of college football, it's been a, it's, it's a two-team sport. So overall, it's been flawed, really, ever since I can remember. Um, ever since Nick Saban has been a coach at Alabama, this has been a problem. Uh, but that wasn't going to go on forever. I mean, Saban, as soon as Saban would retire, Dabo and Clemson seem to be on the on the downswing. Uh, and the SEC is sort of catching up a little bit. But due to this SEC becoming like just like a football power now, I don't know how we're ever going to go back to what it once was in the 90s, where every year you come and you have no idea who has a shot at the title. I thought maybe we'd return to that as soon as Saban is gone. Uh, but with this, I, I, I don't think that we're ever going to go back to what it once was, which is just total parody. I mean, the SEC is just so much head and shoulders above everybody else. And with this move... They're just going to be an entire body length above the rest of the competition. Water was going to find its level. Uh, I thought it was. Um, But how does a team like a Michigan or a USC really ever compete again outside of that conference? Why would a recruit go to the Big Ten? Why would you go to the Pac-12, quote-unquote, after dark? There is no incentive for any recruits anymore not to go to the SEC. Think about it. Development. They have the most top number one picks in the NFL every single year. Money. The boosters down there are insane. The fan bases down there are insane. You are going to make a lot of money off your name and image and likeness if you are a solid player. Just think of Johnny Manziel. Imagine if Johnny Manziel was doing that at Texas A&M when they were in the Big 12. Would you even hear about this guy? He definitely doesn't win the Heisman. Even if he is putting up the same stats and numbers, Big 12 is a joke. No one's even going to give him the Heisman. Think about the difference that he made being in the SEC at Texas A&M compared to if he was in the Big 12 doing all that. The overall eyes. I mean, the most watched game every single year, every single day, is that 330 game SEC on CBS. They get more eyes than any other conference. And flat out, maybe the biggest reason of all, they have more wins. This is going to become a big problem in college football. And to be honest, you can't blame the SEC for it. I'm not going to get mad at the SEC. You have to get mad at these other conferences who did not, who due to poor leadership, did not do their job in trying to keep up with the Joneses. They didn't. Big 12 has only themselves to blame for this to happen. And and, and sadly, I think the teams that are really going to feel this are the Maction and lower level teams. They're going to become even more irrelevant. Even more irrelevant. If you're SEC and you have 16, 17, 18 teams in your conference, why are you scheduling some of these other teams? You might as well just go to a full conference schedule, and I do honestly think that, that could be uh, the change that the SEC makes in you know, 5, 10 years. As soon as the SEC decides we're not going to play anyone outside of this conference, I think the rest of the league is going to be screwed. Think about that. If they, Why would they? They have 
16 of the top 25 teams pretty much every single year. Why would you ever go outside of that just to boost the caliber of some of these outside schools? But is that a bad thing? Uh, here's why it might be a good thing, honestly. If lawyer, if lawyer level schools do become irrelevant due to this and like national and name, image, and likeness, now 12 games a year, we are getting Alabama versus a Power 5 school 12 games a year. Not the three games of the year where they play these lower level schools. Michigan is now going to play you know, 12 great schools every single year. This is what we've always wanted. If you are one of the fake fans who like, Maction, dude, your life would not change whatsoever if the NCAA was only the five Power 5 five conferences i would love it think of every single college there is no like that one week in the sec where they all play you know a lower level team and it's like it feels like the most boring saturday of the entire year that would not be a thing anymore if all these teams just kind of made the decision like yeah we're all just going to play each other that is one potential positive that could come out of this another big time positive this is getting rid of the ncaa which if we are being honest and this is exactly what I think will happen. The SEC is going to become the NCAA in, in 25, 30, 45 years. They are. The NCAA has been a terrible organization forever. The only thing they've ever done right, ever, is March Madness Tournament. That's it. Everything else they botched. The BCS thing that we used to have in college football. The college football playoff uh, basically coming around just so that it can be a two-team championship every single year. And a lot of the best teams don't even get in, uh, regardless of this top four playoff. The more big-time powers we can get into the SEC, I think overall is going to loosen the stranglehold that Alabama has over the rest of college football in general. Because if you think about it, Texas is now going to the SEC. They're going to take some of those SEC recruits. Oklahoma, for sure, going to the SEC is going to take some of these SEC recruits. And a lot of these teams that are super top-heavy, like Alabama, Georgia, LSU, now are going to be leveled out a little bit. Sure, SEC is still going to be 100% be the best conference and probably have the top five teams in the college football playoff every single year regardless though it is going to maybe make it so Alabama is a little bit closer to Clemson than they have been before overall I think this is a good thing for college football because it's always been an arms race and if you are one of these conferences who has not been holding up your end of the bargain the big 12 and is hurting teams like Oklahoma like I'm just looking at the big 10 next why is Ohio State staying there if I am Ohio State and I am the Big Ten. I am giving everything I can to make sure Ohio State does not leave. Because as soon as Ohio State leaves, the Big Ten is not a conference anymore. Unless they zag, which I will get into in a little bit. In terms of Kirk Herbstreet, he had this to say on the topic. Uh, I guess it's our new world, our new reality, Herbstreet said. I don't know how you feel. I'm a bit of, tradi of, of a traditionalist. What's becoming abundantly clear, and I hate to say this because I've always tried to fight it, is people are trying to stay at the top. They're trying to compete with the SEC, and it's all about money. It's no longer about tradition. It's no longer about the things that I think college football have always kind of tried to stand itself on top of and really look at and appreciate rivalries and tradition and things of that nature. Rivalries are obsolete nowadays. The, when, when Nebraska went to the Big Ten, when Michigan started not competing with Ohio State, when Bama started beating everyone in the SEC every single year, these, these rivalries have been obsolete forever. There is no rivalries anymore. Really, wh like what rivalries are you really waiting for every single year? I can't think of any. Michigan and Notre Dame don't even play each other anymore. The best rivalry we have nowadays is Bama versus Clemson, the one every two years we get that matchup. That's it. 
Herb Street, why not say right now? I think it's about the money and keeping up with the Joneses. And right now, Texas and OU, they're looking over the horizon to the east, and they're seeing the SEC and all that money, and they're saying we can't be left behind, said Herb Street. We want to go into that neighborhood, and we want to join that group of teams, and that's basically why we are where we are. And what it is will do as far as the future, you know. If you know and I, if you and I are sitting here three years from now and, or five years from now talking about college athletics, I literally have no idea where we're heading. But I feel like these are two big dominoes that are falling. Here's where we're heading. One, it's not an overall bad thing. People want to act like tradition is so great and great. Get out of tradition, dude. Tradition is what got us here. It's time to switch it up. If we legitimately want to have a legit champion, true champion crowned every year, one, it's expanding the college football playoff. If we had stay in tradition, we'd still be having no championship every year. Tradition is a bad thing. If if the number one reason you think that we should stay to something is tradition, you are wrong. We are expanding. We are getting better. College football is going to be better because of this arms race. It's going to force every conference to really put their nuts on the table and try to create some super conferences that are interesting, that are going to have some great matchups. It's a great thing. If you are talking about tradition, you are dead wrong. What do these other conferences need to do if they honestly want to compete? One, <laughs> this is flat out and they won't even need to try. They need to veto this college football playoff expansion. This will F the SEC over hard think about it. if it's still only four teams that get in now you add oklahoma into this mix the sec is sec is still only getting two at most in that's it if you can veto to this and keep this at four teams for as long as you can guess what the sec is going to be screwed oklahoma and texas are going to immediately regret this decision if i'm the big 10 though this is what i'm doing you are not going to compete with the sec in football flat out you're not you don't have the recruiting base you don't have the coaches you don't have the brand you do have nothing going for you that's going to help you compete with the sec if you are putting all your hatches and all your eggs in the michigan basket thinking that hey they're going to turn around they're not dude one national title in their entire history really one legit title in their in their actual history they are not coming back around trust me what the Big Ten needs to do, become a basketball conference. And they've already put these wheels into motion. Get Iowa State, get Kansas. We have already, people hate to admit it, Michigan, basketball school. Um, Michigan State, basketball school. Uh, all these teams, Maryland, all these teams we have in the Big Ten, we are so good in basketball every single year. And if we can add a Kansas and Iowa State to this, we are now the premier college basketball team in the entire country no it's not college football doesn't even hold a candle to college football but guess what it's something and that is a conference that will not end uh if an ohio state loses if an ohio state leaves you have become a basketball conference that is what you need to just adapt you're not football anymore bud you're not just not you are a basketball conference make the change Pac-12, this is still problem number one, two, and three. What is up with their TV scheduling? I get they're on the West Coast. I get that you know a lot of these games start later. But if you want to legitimately compete with everybody else, you have to have all your games go on during the day. You have to challenge the SEC at 3.30. You have to do this. We saw it in March Madness this year. As soon as we saw a lot of these teams, like for the first time, Oregon State, Oregon, um, USC. Dude, I was like, man, these teams are awesome. The coaches are great characters. UCLA, Mick Cronin. But why do we not hear about them all year? Oh, it's because they're never on TV when we're up. Make that change. And I seriously think that the Pac-12 and the branding you still have there, people want to be out on the West Coast. The West Coast is the place to be now. If you can get more eyes on your product, I really don't think you're in a world of hurt. You still have big names out there. You still have UC, USC, UCLA. You can become 
a basketball conference, you may still be a football conference with some of these schools. Big 12, you guys are screwed. Just enjoy the remaining years you have left. You really couldn't get a Big 12 network? <laughs> you only have yourselves to blame for this bullshit. So thanks for, and I'm not going to act like I know I have all the answers. This could ruin college football for all I know, but I don't think it will. But if it is, the only people we have to blame is the Big 12. God, just couldn't quite figure it out, could you boys? Uh, the ACC, get Notre Dame football. Get them ASAP. Add Cincinnati. Make sure Clemson stays. Uh, throw the bag at Clemson. Make sure they are never, ever leaving. They never even consider leaving. Uh, and then also, I'm doing all I can to try to make Miami succeed. If Miami explodes and Notre Dame is damn good, and you add a team like a Cincy who is clearly going to be good for the next you know, five, six, seven, eight years, you have made some big power moves that are going to keep you relevant in college football. My overall takeaway of all this, uh, this is a good thing short term. Better matchups immediately. I can't wait to see Oklahoma versus Alabama on a Saturday, 3.30. That's going to be a hell of a game. Um, the other conferences need to be in DEFCON 1 trying to add teams, and we're already starting to see that Big Ten make Kansas into your conference. ACC, get Notre Dame now. But overall, I think this is a, this is a good thing. that will end, It's going to end the NCAA, which is a good thing. I don't care any way you slice it. They have no idea how to lead. They have no idea. It was a money-hungry organization that did not care about the players, did not care about students. You saw it at the women's tournament when they had no weight room equipment. They do not care. They're all about money. That's all they care about, and it's time to get them out. So overall, if that's the biggest thing that changes is that we just the NCAA becomes not a thing anymore. This was a win. It flat out was a win. Um, it's going to be different for everyone. I, I, I'm not going to lie and act like I don't appreciate some of the tradition we used to have. You know, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 playing in the Rose Bowl every year. The Big Ten teams we are accustomed to seeing. The SEC schools that we've always seen. The, eight, the Big 12. I'm going to miss it. Um, but change isn't always a bad thing. And I think that this is going to create more parity inside the SEC where maybe Alabama isn't going to be just head and shoulders above everybody else like they have been. And I think overall, when everyone's trying to improve, it creates a better product. And that's what we're, I, I feel like the Big 10, the Big 12, the ACC as Pac-12, they were all kind of set in their ways and they needed something to jolt them out of that. And that's exactly what this has done. This has forced all these conferences to try to upgrade. And when everyone's trying to upgrade, it makes for a better product. And I just can't wait to see everything that falls out from this. So overall, if you are one of the people that are hating on this move, I'm telling you, just give it time. I think it really will be better for college football. And it's going to get all the best teams playing each other more. And it's going to create better Saturdays during the regular season. And it's going to push the... College football expansion, which is going to re lead to a better championship. Um, so I'm 100% for it. Uh, but I'm curious to hear what everybody else says. Like I said, I, if you are one of the people that are saying tradition is the reason that this should not be a thing, then you are wrong. If you can show me some other reasons why this will be a bad thing, then I, hey, send them my way and I'll see if I'll change my mind. But overall, this is creating an arms race, which is never a bad thing. And the SEC is doing what any conference with a brain should have been doing years ago. And I'm not going to fault them for it one bit. Texas and Oklahoma, I'm not going to get mad at them one bit. This was the right move for their colleges, and that's what is most important to them. They don't care about the Big 12. They owe the Big 12 nothing. Oklahoma has kept the Big 12 afloat in football for the last 10 years. You owe them nothing. 
This is up to the Pac-12, ACC, and Big Ten to punch back. And if they don't, that's not the SEC's problem. It really is. So I'm just more curious where my eyes are going are to the Big Ten. What are they going to do to the ACC? What are they going to do? Pac-12, what are they going to do? Because if they all answer the bell, this is going to 100% benefit college football. But if they decide you know, they don't want to make these changes and they don't want to overpay for some of these schools, then guess what? They're going to get left behind. And like I said before, that's not the SEC's problem. And if we're going to get mad at anyone, it's not the SEC. It's to these other conferences who have not done their job the last 10 years, who sat back on their laurels and did not do their job. While the SEC, even though they were the top conference, never rested on their laurels. And they still said, we're going to go and we're going to get even better. And I'm not mad at that. Thanks for listening to the Fast X Sports Show. Uh, Monday, August 12th edition. Monday, August 2nd edition. Uh, I'll be back next week with a new pod. Uh, thanks for listening. He was playing games, got you dancing in the middle of the club. Got you dancing in the middle of the club. I know what you chasing. You can only get this feeling from a thug. You can only get this feeling from a thug. Tears falling and it's licking your cup. All you really want is love. Baby, all you really want is love. Only talk to bosses independent. Can't be fucking with a scrub. Girl, I know you can't be fucking with a scrub. Dancing in the middle of the club, got you dancing in the middle of the club. I know what you chasing, you can only get this feeling from a thug. You can only get this feeling from a thug. Tears falling and it's licking your cup. All you really want is love, baby. All you really want is love. Only talk to bosses, independent, can't be fucking with a scrub. Girl, I know you can't be fucking with a scrub.